Welcome to Postpartum Empowerment, where our goal is to equip you in your journey to mental wellness through your pregnancy and postpartum season. I'm your host, Samantha Newman, and while I have a passion for this topic, I want to note that I'm not a substitute for medical and psychological care. I'm just a mama who has been where you are now and have a passion for sharing hope and encouragement where I can. Well, you may have noticed I'm a couple of days late and a couple of dollars short this week. Um, I have had my kids home for what is called school holidays here in Australia, and that means that they get two weeks off. So um, it's been a little crazy having all three of my kids around, and we've been sick, which means we haven't been able to go anywhere, and so... um, By the time the days have been over, uh, I have not had time to do my writing as normal and my planning, and I'm usually quite tired, (laughs) especially since my toddler has decided lately to be waking up before the sun, literally. So anyway, um, I thought I would just do kind of a chit-chat one this week about my favorite pregnancy must-haves. I am now 25 weeks pregnant, which is crazy. This baby is going to be here before I know it. And um, this being my fourth pregnancy, I've picked up a few things along the way that are just vital every pregnancy. I just, I cannot go without these things. And I thought it might be useful for those of you listening who are having your first baby or who have maybe... uh, not heard of some of these things, you might uh, find it interesting and helpful, I hope. (laughs) So um, I'm just going to go through, I think there's eight things here, and I'll just chat about them, and hopefully it helps you in your journey. Um, Now, I also want to say, all of these things are not necessarily mental health related, But because they're going to help you feel good and better in your pregnancy, that can help in our mental health. So um, I just wanted to sort of make that note since, you know, we do focus on mental health so much in this podcast and it's so important, but part of mental health is also feeling good physically. So anyway, um, my first pregnancy must have is a magnesium supplement. Now, I don't know if you ever woke up in the night with really bad leg cramps. Um, In America, we call them Charlie horses, but I used to get them as a teenager. And someone told me once that you, if you get those leg cramps, you can bend your foot back at sort of like a 90 degree angle or a little bit further than that. And it will get rid of the cramp and that. And so after hearing that, I always did that. Well, enter pregnancy. (laughs) And so during pregnancy, sometimes I get them so bad. I get these Charlie horse cramps in the night so bad that I cannot, I literally cannot move my leg. I can't move my foot. I can't move my leg. And the only thing I can do is reach down the best that I'm able with a big pregnant belly (laughs) and massage the calf so that it can sort of get that movement again and I'm able to bend my foot back at that 90 degree angle. So 
during my first pregnancy, um, the midwife I had then told me definitely take a magnesium supplement. Our soil is often deficient in magnesium these days and a lot of hormonal imbalances and cramps in our body and tension in our body can be helped with a magnesium supplement. Now she directed me towards a magnesium phosphate supplement. So uh, I'm not sure because I'm not a medical professional. I don't actually know what all the differences are between the different magnesiums, but I just take the one that she's told me to. And um, even this pregnancy, I didn't have a chance to get a hold of some until just this week, which is kind of crazy. Usually I'm very diligent about taking that. Um, But I could just feel that my calves were starting to get tense at night. And I could just, so I would roll my ankles a lot and just try to keep those cramps from coming. Um, But yeah, just this week I got some magnesium tablets and they make all the difference. I haven't had any problems since then. So that is my absolute number one, because to me, there is very little worse than waking up in the night with a cramp so bad in your leg that you can't even move. So yes, magnesium. My second pregnancy must have is a pregnancy pillow of some sort. Now I've done several different, I've tried several different pillows and several different methods. And, um, I think I found my favorite this time, which is kind of unfortunate because this is probably the last pregnancy that I'll have. Um, and it's my fourth one. I could have had this much sooner, but let me just tell you some of the ones that I've tried that have been fine. Um, so one pregnancy I tried using several different pillows. So I had like a wedge that went under my belly. I had, a couple of regular pillows to go between my knees and then of course my regular pillow. Um, that was fine. But what I found about that and a body pillow, I've also tried just a body pillow, which I liked better. But what I found about both of those things is that when you go to turn to the other side, cause you do have to kind of side sleep in your pregnancy, um, is what's recommended a lot of the time. And so when you go to change sides, you know, it's much more of a process. You have to take all of that with you and readjust every time you turn. And so that just, I'd never found that very comfortable until, you know, five minutes later when I had everything just right. Well, this time I found this pillow online and (laughs) If you see a picture of it, it looks ridiculous. It is massive. Okay, so just imagine this. It's like a, almost like a horseshoe shape. And so the pictures that, that of people sleeping on it, you know how they have like models sleeping on the pillows. The head, you know, you put your head in the U part of the horseshoe and then you use the two sides for your legs and your back. So... Uh, it looks ridiculous, but I thought to myself, okay, well, this particular one was on sale. It wasn't too expensive. I made sure it had a pillowcase that I could wash and went ahead and ordered it. So when it got here, I (laughs) unpacked it from the box and I put it on the bed and we have a queen size bed. And I was just like, how is my husband even going to have the room he needs? 
Um, but I'm just going to tell you right now, it hasn't bothered him one bit and it is a wonderful, wonderful pillow. Um, what I love about it is that it's really comfy. It's like sleeping with a body pillow, but whenever I turn to the other side, I don't have to take the whole thing with me because there is that leg on either side. So I just have to turn myself, which is a process in itself, but at least I don't have that plus all the pillows and whatnot. (laughs) Um, And one little trick I've learned is if you get, I don't know, some of you might be more picky about how you sleep than I am. Um, But even through my marriage, I found that sometimes I just don't want to bother with covers. And so what I'll do instead is bundle myself up in a robe or and some like warm pants and some socks or something if I really don't want any blankets to be bothered with. And then I don't have to worry about also moving all the covers. And so that's what I've done a lot this pregnancy because when you're trying to get covers up around you, big, big version of you and the big pillow, it can be a little bit hard, especially if you're sharing you know, covers with your husband. (laughs) So that's my second must have a pregnancy pillow. Um, Do your own sort of shopping and find what you would like, but I'm just going to tell you that the one I bought this time is awesome. I will try and find a picture and put it in a link in the show notes. No promises there, but I will try just so you can see what I'm talking about. Okay. Another must have that I found especially towards the end of a pregnancy, like when you're in the last probably five weeks, is having some good books to read. And that's both fiction and nonfiction. So what I find, um, I really love reading nonfiction books, especially parenting, like through all of my pregnancies, I've loved reading different parenting books, different, I'm interested in all the different theories about all the different things because I like to know all the, all the different sides of things so that I can make an informed decision myself. So anyway, I've read so many sleep books and so many like pregnancy books, but I do get to a point where I feel pressure and stress from reading those nonfiction books. And so then I have to put them down. So then I pick up a fiction book and let me tell you, I go through them so fast because I just enjoy them so much. It is so nice to pick up something and not have to think and just enjoy the story, enjoy the plot and really get into it. Um, There's just nothing like that. And I just love it. And so I think that you will too. One series that's really light and really awesome amazingly awesome that I've just really enjoyed is the number one ladies detective agency. Uh, if you haven't read those books, you should probably look it up because they are really good. Okay. The next pregnancy must have on my list is an exercise ball. Now this is also really good in the last like five weeks of pregnancy because in order to keep the baby in good alignment, It's really important that you're sitting up more straight. So rather than slouching on the couch or sitting back, rather than having your knees above your hips, I think is the main thing, you really want to be sitting upright. And so a lot of times I have 
sat in these, you know, like my dining room chairs because they are straight up and down at a 90 degree angle and I can keep good alignment and know that my baby will have good alignment. But let's be honest, in the last five weeks of pregnancy, your tailbone starts to hurt. Things are sore because you're sleeping on your hips all the time and you're carrying this heavy, you know, bowling ball in the front of you or watermelon or however you want to think of it. And so having an exercise ball of some sort is amazing, amazing, because it is soft and squishy and you sit on it and you have good alignment and it just feels so good to sit on. The other plus of it is that you can use it in your labor. Many hospitals have these exercise balls now for labor. Um, I've always had home births and I use them. They're great. The one thing I will say is a couple of times I would buy a cheap exercise ball and what I found was they didn't fl- uh, inflate enough for good alignment. So what I didn't realize, especially with my second born, was that my knees were actually above my hips and I wasn't really thinking about it until he was in the posterior position, which means, sorry, not the posterior, the anterior. We want them to be in the posterior when you're going to give birth because it's easier for them to get out. So I had contractions all night long with him trying to get in the right position. And when my midwife came over, she said, uh, right. Yeah. Your birth ball, it's actually undone all of your work. <laughs> so make sure that when you get an exercise ball, that it is well inflated, that your knees are able to go down below your hips and not aren't kind of like sticking up in the air, if that makes sense. Um, another pregnancy must have is a birth plan. Now I will say a birth plan must be held loosely. Okay. Um, I think a birth plan is super important because you need to know, you need to be able to make informed decisions when you're going into your birth, no matter where you're having your baby, no matter who is, you know, giving you instructions and directions, you need to know what you want and what the risks are for your baby with each decision and what the risks are for you, especially if you struggle with mental health. Um, It's also important in a birth plan that you think about who will be there for you to support you in upholding those decisions because when you're having contractions and when you're in labor and if a doctor comes along and tries to push you into something that you don't want you want to have people there that are there to advocate for what you do want Um, or at least to remind you of what you do want so that you can speak up and have the courage to say no I actually don't want that and you can't make me (laughs) I think that's really important that you know what your informed choice is, no matter the hospital's policy. Very important. So like I said, hold it loosely. Every birth is different. It might go differently than you wanted. The last birth I had um, with my third was I had planned for him to be born in the water like my other two, but he had other plans. And so he was not born. He was my only one not born in the water. Um, I never, ever, ever like laying down when I'm in labor, but I had to do some spinning babies techniques to get him in the right position. 
And that was not my birth plan, but you know what? It worked. And after that, soon after that, he was born easily, even though he wasn't, I wasn't in the water like I wanted to be. So hold the plan loosely, but just go ahead and make a birth plan so that you know what choices you have and what decisions you want to make. And you're not trying to do that in the heat of the moment. Another must have is raspberry leaf tea. Now this one, you have to have a doctor or midwife's suggestions and uh, guidance on. The last, um, the midwife I've had for um, the last baby and this baby suggested only about like around 34 weeks you start having the tea. Um, and I actually really love the taste of raspberry leaf tea, but what I did find also is uh, there's a website called mamanatural.com. If you've never heard of Mama Natural and you're sort of a crunchy mama, you have got to find her because she is amazing. Um, but she she has some recipes on her website that I will link in the show notes that are all different ways you can drink raspberry leaf tea if you don't love the taste. Now, I'm lucky because I do love the taste, but it was still fun to try different variations because when you're drinking three to four cups a day by the end... You really just don't want to have it the same way every time. Another pregnancy must have, um, and I'm almost finished. I'm on number seven of eight. So, uh, is dates and or recipes with dates in it. Now there are studies that show that if a woman eats, I think it's six dates a day. That's a lot, but man, I love dates. So it was never a problem for me. Six dates a day in the last, I think it's five weeks of her pregnancy, her births are going to be less painful and more smooth for some reason. um, Oh, and it also reduces the amount of laboring time that you have. Uh, For some reason, they've done studies on this and it's shown that it has good results. So I've done this with all my pregnancies. My first baby was a 14 hour labor from start to finish, which I was told was not bad for a first. My second labor was four hours from start to finish once he got in the right position. And my third was about six hours um, from start to finish. So all of my labors and births have been, you know, just the right amount of time where I wasn't as exhausted as I could have been. I've heard of so many ladies who have had 30 hour births, 35, 40, you know, where it just got to where they couldn't do it anymore. I mean, how exhausting is that? So one thing that you can do to try and help with that is to have these dates so many weeks before your birth, before your due date, I guess I should say. We don't actually know when your birth is going to (laughs) be. Hold it loosely. Hold your due date loosely. Um, And then the last one I have is to get a lotion that you just love for your belly because your belly is going to stretch. You may or may not get stretch marks. Um, I've always used lotion on my belly, but I do have lots of stretch marks and I'm really okay with that. And um, there's also, you know, other areas of your body that might get more dry than normal, like um, your legs or your your elbows or, you know, your shoulders. I don't know. Like pregnancy is weird, right? So find a lotion you love, um, whether it's scented or unscented or natural or just from the supermarket and really make that a treat for yourself that you do every day. 
Well, that's pretty much all I had. I just kind of made a list and wanted to chit chat through those. I hope it was helpful to you, to those of you that are planning a pregnancy or that are pregnant. Uh, If you have any tips of your own and would like to share them, please do um, comment on my blog post below and let me know all of your tips and tricks. And uh, otherwise, I would love to hear from you as well. My email is Samantha at SamanthaMNewman.com. And please send me your tips and tricks because I might do another episode like this sometime. Um, Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you soon. I'm Samantha Newman. Now go forth knowing.